Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We are fresh off the NFL Combine and fresh off NFL Franchise Tag Deadline Day. And a lot of news to get to. I'm Jarrett Bailey. That is JP Acosta. And this is the Pump Fake. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. Nothing much. It was a, it was a slow little NFL day. I'll talk to you about it. Before. <laughs> a, little, a little slow day. Nothing much really happening. No, no, nothing crazy whatsoever. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about this, man. Because last week in Indy, when Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh spoke to everybody in the media, you know, first of all, I mean, it was kind of weird from the jump because, like, you kind of got a sense from DaCosta where he was like, you know what, prepare for whatever. You know, it, we hope that that a deal gets done with Lamar, but if it doesn't, we'll be ready. And then you look at how John Harbaugh was handling it. He was like, I want Lamar here. I don't want life without Lamar. Lamar's my guy. I love him. I don't want him to go anywhere. Lamar Jackson. And then they place the non-exclusive tag on him today where teams can make you know uh, an offer sheet. And if the Ravens decline to match it, then they will get two first-round picks in return for him. Just a lot to, uh, lot to unpack here, J.P. Acosta. What are your thoughts on everything? So initially when the news broke that uh, Lamar was being placed with a non-exclusive tag. I thought one of two things. Either one, Lamar is gone. He is not going to be a Raven anymore. Or two, the Ravens know nobody is going to give him guaranteed money. And at this point, with as many teams as, we, as we've seen, like I think there's like five teams to this point that said, like, no, we're not in the Lamar sweepstakes, including the Falcons, which is really weird because you have Desmond Ritter starting a quarterback next year. It just feels weird, the whole timing of this. It feels like the NFL owners have decided we are not giving another person any more fully guaranteed money. Yeah, and you mentioned the Falcons, and I think that they were kind of like the odds-on favorite for everybody. It's like, okay, the Falcons make so much sense because of the things that you just said. Desmond Ritter is their starter, and yes, they drafted him last year and everything, but this is a weak quarterback class last year, and if you're Atlanta, who would you rather go for with, Lamar Jackson or Desmond Ritter? I think that's an easy, you know, easy, easy question to answer. And not only that, I'm seeing reports that the Panthers are likely out, the commanders of all teams are likely out, like the commanders, they just brought in Eric Bieniemy. you bring in Lamar Jackson in that situation, that feels like a match made in heaven. Um, I feel like, for lack of a better term, yeah, you, you said it. The owners are deciding we are not doing a, another Deshaun Watson deal. The Browns kind of screwed all of us uh, going forward because any of our quarterbacks who are at that level that Lamar Jackson's at are going to want a fully guaranteed deal of north of $230 million because the Browns were dumb enough to do that for Deshaun Watson. And now everybody else behind behind closed doors, everybody is you know cursing the Browns and everybody in that organization for doing that. And I think we're starting to kind of see, like you said, everybody's like, we're not doing this again. And they're not going to get, plus him not having an agent. Like if he had an agent, I'm sure his agent would be like, dude, this is a bad idea. Don't do this. But he doesn't have that guy that, you know, those voices in his corner, those people in his corner to tell him, yeah, man, you're probably not going to get it. So I think the agent thing is interesting. I think the agent would help more. And what's happening now with all the tweets like, oh, the Raiders, not Raiders, but the Falcons aren't interested. The right. Dolphins aren't interested. The agent can come out and be like, and like do a little damage control. 
that you won't see all that stuff happening. You won't see the Falcons Twitter like retweeting, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson. The Falcons Twitter retweeted it? The Falcons, it was a quick deleted tweet, but the Falcons oh. retweeted like, yeah, we're not interested in Lamar. Oh my goodness. But I think when it comes to not having an agent, the Ravens negotiated a deal with Roquan Smith that made him the highest paid linebacker in the league, and Roquan does not have an agent. This is true. So it feels really like the Ravens were like, okay, we know Lamar's going to want a fully guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. Talk with all the owners in Indy. Everybody's there. You can be like, hey, we're going to place this non-exclusive tag on him. He's going to ask for fully guaranteed money. Go out and say you're not going to give him that. Then Lamar will come back on a smaller deal, more beneficial to the team, but also with less money. So it really does feel like they're colluding. Like, I hate to use, like, Oh, collusion, big scary word, but for lack of a better term, that's kind of what's happening. It's, sure. it's kind of what's happening. Like, I hate to say like oh collusion because like it's such a heavy word when it comes to the implications. Right. But it's what it feels like. Just with all the timing of everything. That's exactly what this feels like. No, I, I, I agree with you. And yeah, it is hard to use a word like collusion because of the, you know, the bad what's the word i'm looking for just just everything associated with the word everybody assumes the worst um and yeah is it unfortunate for lamar who i mean look you compare his resume to deshaun watson's obviously he's had he's deserving of at least what deshaun watson got however i don't think that it is the responsibility of every other team in the nfl who happens to have a quarterback like lamar jackson like the Bengals and the charters when the time comes for them to pay joe burrow and justin herbert I don't necessarily think that it is up to them to be like, all right, you know what? You know, Deshaun got 240. I want 290. Like one team's stupidity should not rub off on everybody else. I don't think that that's fair to the rest of, to the rest of the league. Um, and, I, and I think that's kind of the precedent that, that we're seeing these owners set is like, no, we're not allowing this to happen to drive up the quarterback market outrageously. Damn the Browns for putting us in the situation to begin with but we we've got to do some of our own damage control here. And if I can say one thing about the Falcons, if you're willing to give, they were in on the Deshaun Watson. Sweep. Yes. We're going to give him a fully guaranteed contract. So were the Panthers. <laughs> it was, it was them, the Panthers or the Browns. If you're willing to give Deshaun Watson that, why not give a 25 year old unanimous MVP, a fully guaranteed contract. Right. I don't understand what the logic is there. Like what, are, what is your goal? Like, what are, what are you trying to do? If you want to go and get Deshaun, you're going to get Lamar Jackson. He's hitting the open market. You have the opportunity to negotiate with him. You have a first-round pick now. What are you doing? It's This feels like the perfect time for you to get that quarterback, get that guy, get some energy into that franchise. But them being the first people to say, nah, we're good. It was, like, immediate, too, like – like Lamar got the tag placed on him, and like ten minutes later, Diana Rossini tweets out, "Yeah, the Falcons aren't in," and everyone, "What?" <laughs> We're like trying to collect our bearings. Like this makes no sense. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, so originally last year with the trade with Deshaun, like it was originally going to be like, okay, maybe the Browns. Okay, Atlanta looks like the most likely destination. But didn't it come down to like the Falcons weren't going to give him a fully guaranteed deal? The Browns were, and that's why he went back to the Browns. Because originally it was like, yeah, the Browns are out. But then they were kind of the surprise team that ended up with him. The Browns were also willing to give the uh, draft picks. Ah, yeah. 
So they were able to give the draft picks last year and the draft picks this year. Fair enough. They didn't want to give that up. Okay. But in this situation, if you have Lamar Jackson, you might as well. And if there's one team that hasn't said, like, hey, we're out on this, that has both the cap space and the draft picks, Detroit Lion Lamar Jackson would be pretty Come on, baby. I want it so bad, JP. It would be pretty cool. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it'd be pretty freaking cool. It would be pretty cool. Dude, I absolutely agree. I tweeted out earlier, I am manifesting Detroit Lions quarterback Lamar Jackson. It would be so much fun. So much fun with that. I was was the other way. Up until they said they weren't going to do it, I wanted Lamar Jackson to be a Dolphin. And they wouldn't be able to negotiate until after March. It'd have to be after the draft, because then you'd give them 24 and a 25 draft pick. But – Lamar back in his back in the Pompano area, throwing to Tyreek and Jalen Waddle in that offense would be Dude. crazy. But right now it feels like he's gonna end up staying as a Raven, but on a really like a smaller contract than we thought it would be. If he ends up making less money than Daniel Jones per year, somebody is doing something wrong. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he plays on the tag. No. If he if they can't find, get to a long-term deal, he's not playing this year. Yeah, I See, I'm with you on that because some people are saying, oh, he's not going to sit out. You want to bet? I, I bet he would. Look, Lamar's biggest, like, Lamar's biggest ace in the hole against the Ravens is, I am this team. Yes. I am offense. You saw what you looked like with Tyler Huntley. Hey, that's Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley to you, sir. And Anthony Brown, <laughs> Oregon legend. You saw what, you saw what they looked like out there. You you need me for this yes. team to actually function and survive. So I think Lamar, if he doesn't get a long term deal, he's going to sit out. And he he holds all that leverage because of the reasons that you just said. And I think while while he's doing that, I think he can say, "Oh yeah, while you're at it, go trade for DeAndre Hopkins for me too, please. Like give me somebody." Um, I'm very interested. And look, we talked about the non exclusive tag. It makes no sense to me why they why they made it the non-exclusive tag rather than the exclusive tag. Because if you make it the exclusive tag, then it just becomes a bidding war of sorts where, you know, you look at what Russell Wilson went for last year, which is two first, two seconds and three players. I think that the bidding for Lamar Jackson would be at least that. I'm, I'm very surprised they went the route of the, of the non-exclusive. The non-exclusive tag opened the door for other teams to outbid the Ravens. Like it, it, that's why I said it feels like the Ravens knew that they that Lamar wasn't going to get what he wanted. So they're like, yeah, go ahead. We'll put the non-exclusive tag on. Go go see what it's like out there. And then come back and talk to us. Which, again, is very weird because all these yeah. teams quickly saying they do not want a 26-year-old former unanimous MVP who is a game changer like Lamar Jackson. And they immediately said that. It's so It's just all of it is real weird right now. Yes, very, very weird. Like the Raiders, if the Raiders, their current starting quarterback is Jarrett Stidham, JP. Like you're telling me you'd rather have Jarrett Stidham over Lamar Jackson, the Panthers. Who's the who's the Panthers' current starter right now? I'm pretty sure Sam Donald's a free agent. Matt Corral? It's P.J. Walker, I think. Oh, my goodness. You tell me that P.J. Walker? Like, come on, man. So, and we already touched on it. It does very much seem like all these owners are like, dude, God, I got to band together here and prevent this from happening. Um, I'm I'm very intrigued if there is going to be a guy who's like, ah, no, I'm 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 taking Lamar. I'm going to give him whatever he wants. Somebody's got to do it. 
they don't want to set the precedent for giving yes. players fully guaranteed contracts, which is so wild considering every other professional sports league in yes. gives out fully guaranteed contracts. But the league that has like the shortest lifespan for a player is not giving out fully guaranteed contracts. Do you think that this could maybe lead to a movement in the next CBA where players are like, look, pointing out everything that you just said, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, all fully guaranteed contracts. We have the by far the highest risk when it comes to playing. We do not get fully guaranteed contracts. That's something that we're going to be coming for. Uh, I think that if he plays, if he plays a long game here, I think that this could have longer ramifications down the road than just him and what team he what team he ends up playing for. I do think it would be interesting if they went to arbitration over this in the next CBA, but I don't know in the long term. I know in the short term. A lot of players have been very vocal about, hey, what they're doing to Lamar is pretty screwed up, man. Yeah, yeah. That, look, I agree. But any the things that JP and I are saying, it's not necessarily us promoting this. Like, this is just very clearly what is happening. This isn't necessarily us being like, yeah, go owners. Absolutely not. We are. It's definitely millionaires over billionaires. But it's very obvious what's taking place right now. Let's move on to Daniel Jones. Um who is in quite the opposite boat that Lamar Jackson is right now. Um, it came down to the wire with the New York Giants. Uh, it seemed as if they were going to potentially place the tag on Daniel Jones. They do not. They get a deal done, $160 million over the next four years. I think it was $95 million. I have to pull up the all of the details that Rappaport tweeted out. Um, I'll get that to you in a minute. Um, I don't like this for the New York Giants. Now, this coming season... With all of like the signing bonus stuff and everything, it's only about nineteen million dollars against the cap. But going forward after this season, like I don't know, JP, I feel like this is a very impulsive decision that we've seen backfire on teams several times before with quarterbacks who have like a middling year, but they make it to the playoffs and like you kind of don't have another option behind them. But at the same time, you don't know what he's going to give you, so you kind of just bite the bullet. I don't think this is going to pay off for the Giants. All right, so Daniel Jones. It's a, it says 160 million over four years, but really it's 82, 82 million dads in the first two years. That's $41 million for the first two years of that contract. That puts him in the same neighborhood money-wise as Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, and Josh Allen. And then going below him is Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff. Okay. I don't think Dale Jones is in the same neighborhood. He should not be in the same tax bracket as <laughs> Josh Allen. He, you are not that guy. So I feel like this contract, it's, it's funny. So I like that most of it is in the first two years and the Giants have built themselves an out. Yeah. This just doesn't work. It's a two-year contract. You can get out of it after. It's so, somewhat similar, not to the like extent of the money, but like when the Jaguars brought back Blake Bortles, they kind of had an out because it was very front-loaded type situation. Forty-one million is a lot over that. I know, year. I know, I know. That's a lot of money. That is a lot, a lot of money. And then ninety-four million virtually guaranteed at signing. Yes. So that money would put him right by Dak, Matt Ryan, and Patrick Mahomes. And Matthew Stafford and Ryan Tannehill. That that's a lot of money for Daniel Jones for a guy who threw 15 touchdowns last season. Yeah, yeah, yes. A lot of money, but 
they were able to tag Sa- Saquon Barkley. So maybe you're like, hey, if we just get the band back together and try and turn this thing into something sustainable, maybe he'll just be an average quarterback. But you're not paying an average quarterback $41 million over no. two years. So and it's, that's- this just all feels very weird. It feels like the Giants didn't want to pay him that. They did not want to pay him $40 million a year. But Daniel Jones would not, and his uh, contract, his agent would not back off of $40 million or more. And then the Giants ended up acquiescing to that. And I think a lot of it does come down to optics. Because if you're the Giants, you've had three playoff appearances in the past 12 years, including the one this past year. So before that, two playoff appearances in, in 11 years. It's not great. And then you drafted a guy, you drafted Daniel Jones, hoping that he would end up being a guy that takes it to the playoffs. And this past year, with everything, he protected the ball better, and they got to the playoffs. They got a playoff win. That's great. It definitely feels like that's their ceiling with Daniel Jones. Is maybe you sneak past a team in the wild card round, and then get curb stomped in, in the divisional round. That I just don't see them going further than that with, with Daniel Jones at quarterback. And that's nothing against him. Did he play better than he had in his previous what, four seasons? Yes, yes, he did. Um, but the bar for that wasn't exceptionally high when he came into this season with 40 touchdowns and 39 turnovers. Like eventually we've got to have the conversation with us. Like, remember at this time, a year ago, we were talking about, do the giants just maybe look for a trade partner for Daniel Jones? Do they try to bring in somebody else? Do they just outright release? Like, what are they going to do? I have a hard time believing that in a span of 12 months, we can go from Daniel Jones not getting his fifth-year option picked up, potentially on his way out, trying to you know revive his career somewhere, to being worth forty million dollars a year. I just it felt rushed. If I feel like it was an optics thing, where you know they, I think they kind of felt like they owed Daniel for the season that he had in terms of getting them to the playoffs. I don't think I, I'm with you. I don't think they wanted to give him that much money. Again, the only quarterbacks making forty million dollars this year, next season, forty million or over is Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, and Daniel Jones. Jesus. One of those things just doesn't belong there. The other, man. (laughs) And even when you get right behind Daniel Jones, Derek Carr is at 37.5. Kirk Cousins, 35 million. Jared Goff, 33. I don't think he's better than any of those guys, by the way. Lamar's playing on a – potentially playing on a 32 million – for this, this upcoming year. That is a bargain and a half. And when you, th- it's just so wild giving him that money for two years. Like I know it's a two year contract. So it's like, ah, it's not going to hamstring you like for a long time, but 41 million is a lot of money for that guy. Yeah. And I can imagine that when it comes down to it with Lamar marching back into Eric Takasha's office. He's gonna be wearing like like a stereotypical like gangster outfit, a big fedora, long cigarette with a trench coat, just throwing down Daniel Jones's contract. Be like, yeah, at least that, or I will sit. So that there's gonna be a lot of figuring out to do for Lamar. And I think that Daniel Jones getting this type of money definitely plays into that. What's this say for the rest for the upcoming quarterback market, too? Because you know, I already brought up Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Um, they're going to get astronomical money from their teams. I don't think that Herbert's leaving the Chargers. I don't think Burrow's leaving the Bengals. Um, but the the money that they're going to get, the money that they are going to garner and possibly demand, that's going to be, uh, I don't know. Give me give me a ballpark. What do you think? 
So if Daniel Jones gets 41 million over 40 million, we'll say 40 million mm-hmm. over two years. And now we're looking at Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. I'd probably put Herbert and Burrow like right around the Josh Allen. We're like 43, 45 area. I think I feel like they're gonna want more. I think Arjumanon, I'm pretty sure he had a uh he had the projected numbers. I think he did it. It was pretty interesting for Justin Herbert. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Um it's it's just an insane number. And an insane. Um, let's see. Where is it? Because regardless, they're getting paid a lot. And I'd be surprised if it's not like hovering around, you know, close to 50. Yeah, it's it's going to be somewhere in that range. I don't think anybody's going to get over 50 just because I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to see that again. Right. I don't think we're going to get another over 50 million. Like if. If Lamar can't get over 50 million, I don't think anybody's going to get over 50 million. Well, the thing, like, I think that Burrow and Herbert, in terms of, you know, just pure, you know, passing the football about quarterback play, I think that they are, I think they're better than Lamar Jackson. I understand that he has the resume in terms of the MVP and everything over them. I'm going to be intrigued to see what that comes down to because their time is coming to get paid. It's going to be the same time too, and then Trevor Lawrence is going to be soon after that. Like, I want to say Trevor Lawrence in Disney World money. That is, <laughs> that is going to be so. That's going to be an astronomical contract. He's going to get the most money. He's going to get the highest contract in Jaguars history. Oh, absolutely, by a, a wide margin, yes. But the Herbert extension that Arjun proposed was nine years, four hundred and sixty-three and a half million. Fifty-one. Oh, so he kind of along the Patrick Mahomes type contract. Fifty-one and a half million APY. Jesus, that is that, a, that is an insane number. That is very very insane. Absolutely insane. I just, oh my goodness. And when I mean you, you brought up the Lawrence contract. I think Tony Khan's just gonna, you know, you said Disney World money is gonna give him a stock in AEW. He's just anything that Trevor wants. He's he's gonna get owed. They're gonna give him like. They're gonna make him governor. <laughs> I mean, so serious. They are making him governor. The governor of Florida. They're gonna make him governor of Florida. That's that's how much he's gonna get paid. The thing with all these quarterback deals, too. I mean, it's gonna keep going up, and the cap's gonna keep going up astronomically as well. I, I don't know how much it's gonna go up per year, but it's gonna keep going up at a steady rate, especially with these new TV deals that are gonna be coming. I, they're going to keep going up. And the more they do, the more that Patrick Mahomes deal looks like a bargain. And everybody was like, oh, my goodness, no, half a billion dollars in potential money that they're giving him. But it's over 10 years. It's very team friendly. And it just looks like the Chiefs were way ahead of the eight ball on this when we look back on it. And even looking at future quarterbacks who are going to get paid, you can, you can go further down south. Like Tua is a very interesting quarterback when it comes to contract wise. What do you think happens with him this year, by the way? Because now there's all these murmurs about, oh, Tom Brady might be coming back. Keep an eye on Miami or Tom Brady Jordan. is not coming back. I don't think he is either. I don't think he is either. Um, I saw that man collapse in the, <laughs> the uh, Bucks Cowboys game. He is not coming back. I swear, if he ends up coming back, 
I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna tell him to leave. You go. Go home. You cannot <laughs> out here. But I think what Tua is gonna be interesting. I think the Dolphins are gonna have to sit with him and be like, "Hey, can can you stay healthy for a full year? Because that's really the biggest holdup when it comes to picking up that fifth year option. They might end up not picking up the fifth year option and ending up being in a situation." kind of similar to Daniel Jones, where I think Tua's going to play better because I think Tua's a better quarterback. But now you're potentially looking at you got to end up paying him $44, 45000000 million when you, now he's going to be in that little in that eight, uh, money range that we just talked about. And that's a lot for a guy who might not be able to stay healthy. So that's, that's really the biggest thing when it comes to the upcoming Tua fifth-year option, upcoming Tua extension is – Will you be able to to hold up? Yeah, and from what we've seen, and look, this isn't you know trying to blame Tua, but when you have you know, three concussions in one year, that's scary. Like at this point, it becomes can he should he continue to play football? Like we need to worry about his like health. Um, and I'm I'm wondering about if he does come back and play. I'm wondering, you know, is it going to be in Miami? Because you know, if you look at, I, I saw a video where. Um, George Kittle was asked where he thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play. Bro didn't blink. Is it Miami? Didn't blink. Didn't blink. JP Acosta. That's one of his closest friends in Miami. Okay, <laughs> you sure. might you might know something. I will say another another Lamar like fun Lamar thing that's probably not going to happen because they don't have any picks. The Niners will be your dude. Team. Can that you imagine? That would be that would be Madden. Lamar, yeah. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Juszczyk. <laughs> Who's like, stopping that? What do you do? You, 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 I'll tell you what you do. You lay on the field and accept death's warm embrace. The, you, you're not stopping that. Like, optimistically, you trade Trey Lance to Baltimore. You get Brock Purdy out of here or whatever. You can keep Brock Purdy as, like, the backup or something. I, I don't know. You Trey can move Brock Purdy to, to Houston. Maybe D'Amico likes, likes Brock Purdy. Yeah, I mean – and then you trade the 2020 or however many draft picks, the two draft picks they have in the first round upcoming. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be insanely fun. But I would selfishly, like I'm not a 49ers fan or anything. I think just as a football fan who wants to see how many points can be scored per game, I want it. I want it so bad. Like Lamar. You pointed out everybody in the weapons and a Kyle Shanahan offense plus that defense, which is still the best defense in football. Like it would be, if they don't win a Super Bowl, something something went wrong. I want to see how many ways Kyle Shanahan can draw up just the most devious things with Lamar because you know he wanted to go back to the QB run game, which is why they went and got Trey Lance. Lamar is the greatest, arguably the greatest runner we've seen at the position in NFL history. Or. Add him with Trey. Add him with Kyle Shanahan. Good luck, man. <laughs> and then if you want to key in on Lamar's run game, you got to worry about Debo and CMC. And then you have to worry about them actually throwing the ball. It's just see now I'm talking myself into it. And I know it's not going to happen, but I need. Dude, it. I would be so juvenile if I had all of those toys at my disposal. Like I would have a package where like Christian McCaffrey takes the snap, like hands it to Debo on a jet sweep, and then they run option with Lamar out of the backfield, and then somehow Lamar throws it out of a pitch. Like, I would just go 
bonkers with the stupid stuff I would do with all this talent around me and just laugh at everybody for not having it too. It would be, like you said, it, it would be Madden at that point. Like you're just laughing at everybody. It's just remember when you're like 10 or 11 playing in the backyard, it's street ball. Yes. And you, what do you do? What You can't defend that because they'll break the laws of nature. <laughs> like, dude, can you imagine if they played like, like the team that's going to be like the number one overall pick? They just like, like week six, they're playing some awful team like the Titans. I think the Titans aren't going to be great, but especially if they trade Derrick Henry. If they played the Titans and just put up 60, like 60 to six and just leave Tennessee and Nashville's just in ashes. Just, oh my God. I would love to see that. <laughs> I, I love it and I deserve it and I would love to see it. This is a. Uh... I think that we need let's speak this into existence is what I think what, what we need to do is just keep talking about it and maybe it will happen. You you pointed out, though, um, it would have to be I assume it would have to be after the draft just because in order for them to field an offer sheet, it would have to be for the 24 and 25 um, first round picks. They don't have any this year and it has to be their own. So even if they traded for one, it still wouldn't work. Um could I don't know all of the ins and outs of this. Could they agree to like a sign and trade type situation before that, or would it have to be, you know, the offer sheet? So they would, I think you'd be able to, but you cannot negotiate directly with the Ravens. That would have to take place after the draft. Any negotiations with trades involved, like that you have to talk to the Ravens with, it had to take place after the draft. So, so I could agree in like in principle, I guess, ahead of the draft, right? And then, or was that would that still be some sort of like collusion type thing? <laughs> All the collusion they try to stop, they stop that one. That would be funny. But um, that's I think that's the biggest reason why teams like Miami and San Francisco are out at this point because you can't really do anything until after the draft. So we will see. Right now, I think. The Ravens are in the leader in this, but they're certainly in the driver's seat. Detroit is Detroit's right there. And if if Detroit really wants to do this, if they want to make a serious run in an NFC that looks pretty weak, yeah, you go get Lamar Jackson and make him the best quarterback in the NFC. And it is funny because like we're seeing all of this, these other teams step up and say, yep, we're out. And meanwhile, Dan Campbell's just like kind of standing there, like looking around like, oh, <laughs> we might have this. I, I would like it. <laughs> I was Dude, I would love to watch Lamar with, you know, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams and I'm on Ron Jameson Williams. Like, that offensive line, that run game. Bro, they would run for 3000 yards. They would just, oh my God. See now, I'm talking myself into the Lions. I'm I'm fine with either of them. I think just to watch like a weekly Pro Bowl team, the 49ers would be a little bit more fun. But that offensive line, Ben Johnson offense, Amon Ra, Jamal Williams, Jameson Williams. If they add a third receiver, which they probably likely will, um, yeah. And then at that point, you can just put all of your resources that you have left into building up a little bit better of a defense and automatic. I mean, yeah, Lamar, they're automatically the best team in the NFC North, especially with Aaron Rodgers on the way out. So and them having uh, to give up the two draft picks, I don't think they'd have to give up the six because that's not their draft. That's no, not- no. Yeah, no, it would be, it would be, yeah, they give yeah, up. You're right. So they still have the six pick. You could still get a guy like a Devin Witherspoon. Like, look, man, it's right there. 
Come on. Come oh, on. Goodness. Oh. Yeah, you know what? If I'm a betting man, I think it's going to be Detroit if it's not Baltimore. Yeah, I think so. I think they have the most resources. I think they have the most like want to at this point. Mm. But it really just depends, man. I I do really think like he nine times out of ten, I think he's going to end up back in Baltimore on sure. a lot smaller contract than we thought he would get. But hey, man, Detroit, Detroit can make things fun. Detroit would make things very fun, and it would give the NFC, you know, some sort of firepower because all of the great young quarterbacks seem to all be in the AFC. One would go over to the NFC, and uh, immediately, I mean, you said he would immediately be the best quarterback in the NFC. Especially if Rodgers ends up going to the AFC. Yeah. Like, this could be a situation. Maybe Detroit is waiting to see what happens. If Maybe. ends up going to New York. Then they just pounce. It's, it's our time. The time is now. Let's, <laughs> let's go make a run. Uh, I would love it. Especially... Like if Justin Fields, like if the Bears do well in terms of building a team this offseason, Justin Fields takes a step forward. I would be more than happy to watch Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson twice a year. That's, I need it. No, that's, goodness that's gracious. That's what we so, need. So many possibilities that are gonna come to fruition over the you know the coming weeks. But we'll put it on hold for now. JP, let's close the show with a little draft. We're gonna start doing these more. So this week we are doing best uniforms in NFL history draft. We'll do a snake draft. I will let you go first. Then I will follow with my first pick and then my second. And then we'll do a snake. Five each is what we'll do. So I will let you go first. This one is a no-brainer. Give me the Chargers old school powder blues. Yeah, no, that's a good pick. I can't I can't hate that at all. Um, that, is, that is one of my favorite jerseys ever. I used to have the uh, powder blue LT jersey. Not beautiful. Just art. Just anything with powder blue, really. You can't mess that up. You can't mess that up. Um, I I will go with the Eagles Kelly Green then Ooh. with my first pick. That's a good and one. Then, yes. And then with my second pick, I will take the uh, Creamsicle Bucks. Oh, those are two good ones back-to-back. Yeah. Two back-to-back good ones. All right. You got two back-to-back ones yourself now. All right. Um. First one, I'm going to be taking the throwback Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that's a good one. The red helmet. The red helmet. Yeah. Black jerseys. Those, those are hard. Those are some of my favorites. Yeah. And then my next one, I'm going to go with the Oilers. Ah, you. I love, I love the Oilers, baby blue and red. My dad used to have the Oilers big puffer jacket. Oh, dude, I bet that thing was sexy. Oh, it was so nice. I'm still looking for it. <laughs> All right, damn it. Uh, the Oilers were one of my next ones, so that, that puts me in a little bit of a hole. Um, I will take, you know what? I'll take the the Seahawks of like the late 90s, early 2000s before That's they switched. I, I love those. I got the helmet right there for that reason. So we'll go the early 2000s Seahawks. Um, what do I want my next one to be? My fourth overall pick, I will take... I'll take the Namath. Now, now I'm, I'm going to leave the Jets on the board. I'm going to take. I'm going to stick with the late '90s. I'm going to take the late '90s Vikings. Ooh, ooh, that's a nice one. Like the like Randy Moss rookie year Vikings. All right, so I got I'll take you. those. I got my last two picks. Yeah. First one, give me Pat the Patriot. Oh God, damn it, Pat the Patriot. That is 
I was hoping. I had my fingers crossed under the table that you wouldn't pick Pat the Patriot. And I was like, let's go. Come on, man. Come on. That, that is one of the coolest jerseys. Pat Patriot, iconic. I fumbled the bag. My last pick, I got to the OG Jaguars jerseys. Yeah, you're a Jacksonville guy. I respect it. Gotta go the OGs. The teal wow. with the Jaguar on the side. Got to. I'm so mad that I forgot about Pat the Patriot. That was that was my entire plan. Just <laughs> fourth round, like Bill Belichick, just finds some insane value there. I'm so upset <laughs> that I did. Like, don't get me wrong. I like that would have been a mm, that yeah that would have been a little bit better than the the Seahawks one. Damn it, that was good. Good job, JP. <laughs> Um, then I will take, hmm, I'm looking at my list right now. I will take the, I'll take the orange crush Broncos. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Nice. So I've got two oranges on here, but they're different oranges and they're both dope. So Yeah. I mean, I, I got two powder blues. That's you do. Powder. You do. I do not care. I'm cool. Blues, man. <laughs> All right. So to recap mine, I've got the Kelly Green Eagles, the Cream Sickle Bucks, late 90s Seahawks, late 90s Vikings, Orange Crush Broncos. And you have? I have the retro, the retro Falcons. Old yes. Falcons. I have the powder blue Chargers uniforms. I got the powder blue Oilers. I got Pat the Patriot and then the OG Jaguars jerseys. Fantastic draft all around. Um, let me know in the YouTube comments or the TikTok comments. Whoever, however you're watching this, who won this? That'll be that'll be a fun little TikTok to post. Uh, JP, I appreciate you joining me as always, buddy. What do you got uh, going on this week in terms of the work? Um, gonna be covering a lot of fun stuff. I got a mock draft coming out tomorrow. Post combine should be fun. Did it with me and my buddy Jared Mueller over at SB Nation. He works great guy. He works with Dogs by Nature, Cleveland Browns. Other than that, got some fun football stuff coming out. I'm going to be watching football, talking about football. We're entering the home stretch, and I'm so tired. So <laughs> tired. I'm just tired, and I'm, I'm ready for it to be good. I'm ready for it to be done so I can go on vacation, but it's good. It's all good. It's all good. I had dinner with Jared Mueller while in Indianapolis, and um, the child's bathtub of pasta that was brought out for us was <laughs> one of the most incredible feats of culinary art I've seen in my life. It was absurd. That is that is insane to think about. That's so much pasta. It was a lot. There was five of us, and it did not get finished, <laughs> despite despite our best efforts. Um, That's crazy. Yes, from me, you can check out my uh, three round mock now on Bears Wire. All one hundred and two picks with trades included. It took a while. Please read it. Um, as well as more stuff coming from Bears Wire, new projects coming potentially in the next week. I'll keep you updated on that. JP, I always love talking to you, buddy. Before we get out of here, like officially, I can't let you go without asking a wrestling question. Thoughts on Revolution? I thought it was really good. I came in late because I was in the grocery store. So I caught the uh, I caught the tag match. I caught the title match. And then I think I caught the back half of Mox Hangman. Mm. I gotta go back and watch that one. That is, I don't know how I got how they got to it, but I just showed up, put on the stream, and Mox was like 
hanging from the ropes with a chain. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what just happened? What did I miss yeah. here? Like that yeah. from commute with Troy from Community, where he's walking in with the pizza and everything's on fire. That was me. I was sitting there like, what happened here? But it was really good. I think the title match, I, they could have cut it at 60. You did not need the sudden death stuff. Sure. With all the shenanigans that happened, you didn't need that extra stuff. But it was good. It was a it was a good 60 minute where you knew you knew at the beginning they're kind of like they're taking it slow because you knew you had to wrestle for 60 minutes. Yes, yes. As soon as it picked up, you knew it picked up. Do you uh did you catch all of the subtle CM Punk references? And are you also convinced he's coming back sooner than later? I caught all of them. I'm honestly I'm good with CM Punk. I do not okay. I don't need CM Punk and I don't think they need CM Punk anymore. They got they got a bunch of good like talent they could they're ready to push they're able to push sure. and having CM Punk back kind of knocks everybody back down because Ricky Starks can only wrestle Chris Jericho so many so times. many times <laughs> Boy can only wrestle Christian so many times and it's time for them to move up a little bit in the little pecking order and I think CM Punk kind of pushes everything back down so we're we'll see I think he ends up coming back I thought he was going to come back during the show I thought he, I thought he was too. I was pretty convinced of, it, especially because FTR returned, and I thought that they were gonna do something together. I think they are gonna do something together, and I think we could get uh, CMFTR against the Elite, which I'm very, very here for. I'm so in for that. All right, buddy. Love talking to you as always. We'll get you out of here. Thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be back later on in the week. This is the Pump Fake. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.